Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Amcor. I'm your host, Tony Franchetti. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Los Angeles Religious Education Congress. LA Congress will be held from February 23rd through 26th at the Anaheim Convention Center in sunny California. GIA clinicians include Liam Lawton, Tony Alonzo, Peter Kolar, M. Roger Holland II, David Anderson, and Dr. Kim Harris. This year's theme song, Embrace Grace, is composed by Dr. Harris. If you're at LA Congress next week, be sure to stop by the GIA booth in the exhibit hall. The booth is located just outside of the arena. And now I'm excited to welcome on today's guest. She is a musician, author, instructor, a licensed body mapping educator, and music director at St. Matthew Parish in Akron, Ohio. She is Bridget Jankowski. Bridget, I can't thank you enough for making some time to come on the show this morning. Super excited to have you on, talk a little bit about body map. How's everything going with you? Everything is great, and I am happy to be here, so thank you for having me. Of course, you're very welcome. So we'll jump right into it. Uh, first question, just kind of a basic question I get for a lot of my guests, uh, just kind of a get-to-know-you-better question. So could you just tell us a little bit about you know your roots and upbringing, kind of how you got to, to where you are today? Sure. Um, grew up in suburbia in Northeast Ohio. Um my dad was a school teacher. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. We had five kids. We were a typical Catholic family, went to church every weekend, went to Catholic elementary school. All of our friends were from church. My parents' friends were all from church. So I'm just a cradle Catholic. Yeah. And I had a wonderful, humble upbringing in middle America. Yeah, that's great. So I want to talk a little bit about body mapping, um, maybe just a little bit about body mapping in general for our listeners that are, you know, a little bit um, kind of unaware on the subject. Although I'm not a musician myself, I've always just kind of found the subject of body mapping uh, super interesting. I remember a couple of years back, we were at a convention and Alec Harris, president of GIA, was saying he was having some problems like with his posture. And then he ended up talking to you and you kind of gave him some tips on, you know, he's of course <laughs> on his laptop answering, you know, emails all day. So you gave him some tips on kind of how to better align himself to, you know, when he's at his computer and doing that. And he said it just helped him leaps and bounds. And, you know, when I, I remember hearing that and just kind of taking an interest in the subject. So, you I mean, you don't even necessarily need to be a musician to get the, um, you know, the positive effects of, of body mapping. So can you just tell us, you know, a little bit about body mapping kind of in general, and then, you know, how did you kind of find your, your way towards it? Sure. So we have maps in our brains of our bodies. So basically a body map is the way we think about ourselves and it includes our size, our structure and our function. And the most important thing about those body maps is that they govern our movement. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move according to our map. And so for musicians, we cannot make music without moving. So when we study body mapping, we're looking at the movements that musicians make in order to create their music. And singers will say, oh, I just stand and sing. Well, there is a lot of movement of breathing and of air and of balance of the body that can affect the resonance structures. So we look at music making as a whole body experience. Mm -hmm. And 
if there is a musician who is feeling limited or inefficient or even often um, with full-time musicians injured, we'll look at first they go to the doctor, do what the doctor's protocol is. But mm -hmm. if they're going back to moving in the same way, then they're likely to re-injure themselves or just not have gotten any better. So unless you look at the map that's governing that movement, and that usually means looking at anatomical information that then your body can embrace and embody this new information, your movement then will automatically change because that's the science behind it. The movements govern our maps. So I got into this. Um, one thing I didn't mention when you asked me about my upbringing was mm -hmm. I had a wonderful piano teacher from age six. And my father's philosophy was that every one of his children was going to have piano lessons or some kind of music lessons. My sister sure. went the guitar route, but I was the one who stuck with it. And it was because I had this wonderful teacher, Jean Hansen, and she is still a mentor and a colleague. Oh, that's me. great. And she got me, well, I, she got me into Suzuki piano teacher training. And then a Suzuki piano teacher trainer told me to go and take some Alexander technique lessons. And that's how I found Barbara Conable. So then mm -hmm. I went with my teacher, Jean, and we studied together with Barbara and became licensed. We together were the first licensed body mapping educators, and we still go to conferences and travel together. So I got through it, through a teaching aspect, because my family is a family of teachers. My dad was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My son is a teacher. Yeah. So, so I always come at things, I think, from a teaching standpoint and a teacher brain. Mm -hmm. And so I was teaching piano and I wanted to be a better teacher. And then I realized, well, I really need this information for myself. And I yeah. just became a better musician from it. And it was, it's been, gosh, 25 years, maybe longer since I've been studying this. Wow. That's great. It's, it's, it's so cool to hear about, you know, just kind of the, the science, you know, that goes into it, um, you know, a lot behind there and people don't always think like, okay, maybe, maybe a musician isn't, you know, on paper, the most physically demanding job, but you know, when you're sitting down, you're playing all these masses, it's kind of easy, I guess, to get yourself in the bad habits, you know, every now and then. So it's kind of, you know, important to, to check up on, on that every now and then. And, um, it's just super cool to, um, even from a non-musician standpoint, just to see kind of how all this works, you know, it, it's fascinating for sure. Main reason why we wanted to ha have you on today, your new book, uh, what every musician needs to know about the body, the revised edition, just Give us kind of a little sneak peek on, you know, what, what our customers will find when you purchase this new book. Is it just kind of, you know, just a kind of how to in general for, for body mapping? So the book is bare bones. It was meant to be used by anyone who teaches this information and mainly, I'm not sure I want to say mainly, but the big difference is the images. We have in our organization a committee that works with a medical illustrator to get anatomical images that will show exactly what we want to teach musicians okay. about their bodies. So this book is full of images. They're large enough that if you like to color, you can color them. 
There's lots of room for notes. It will either be a starting place where you'll get this book and then you'll study with someone, which is the intention, because there's not a lot of detail. There's not a lot of explorations. It's just the very basic information that anyone who's studying with a body mapping teacher or taking the course can then expand on and, and make it their own. Mm -hmm. There's lots of room for notes. And if you think, oh, I'm pretty well, you know, I've done a lot of body mapping studying. I'm, I'm, you know, pretty well down the road of that. Then it's a good review for you. And it's the most up-to-date images that we have in our image bank. Okay. Excellent. Yes. And of course that uh, book is available from GI publications. Now uh, you go to GIMusic.com. You can search it either by its title, what every musician needs to know about the body, uh, the revised edition, or you could search it by the product number, which is G10701. I also want to give uh, Bridget's other book with us a, a nice little plug here. So that book is Body Mapping for Music Ministers. You can find that again on our website, search in the title or the product number is G. Eight nine nine four. So that for all you you know you know music directors out there, uh, definitely give this book uh, check it out. A lot of good stuff in there for sure. So you are currently the music director at St Matthew Catholic Church in Ohio, Akron, Ohio. So I got just two questions for you. The first one, just you know, how has your experience at this church kind of helped shape you overall, and you know your ministry? And then the second part of that question. Does your knowledge about body mapping kind of influence, you know, your day-to-day -day role as a church music director? Right. So my story at the parish, I wasn't looking for a job, <laughs> but the, the way things happened, um, you know, I got that knock on my door probably three times. And I finally said, okay, it's time to pay attention and say yes. And that was 15 years ago and I couldn't be happier. Wow. Yeah. They uh, were a small parish, less than a thousand families, but the most authentic people you'd ever want to know. No pretenses. We are who we are. You know, we don't have a lot, but what we have, we appreciate. Definitely. Um, I like to tell the story, you know, my children's choir, you know, you could tell they come in and every Sunday the girls had their Sunday dress on because that's what they had a Sunday dress. And, and so the way that's shaped my ministry is I feel very much as if we offer what we have and we are blessed with some really fine singers. And my job is to make the most of what we can do as a parish family and as an assembly. And our singing is vibrant and authentic, but I don't bring in outside musicians because okay. I feel like what we are is enough. And it needs to be our offering from where we are. So we don't, you know, I just embraced this. We're enough and it's, it's not pretentious. And we don't pretend that, you know, we're going to sell tickets to a concert. Yeah. But, but it's, it's music from our hearts. Right. And that has really made it very um, meaningful to me. And I think that that is evident to everyone in our parish. And I'll tell you that really does tie into the body mapping because when I first came to this work, my body mapping colleagues were all dealing with symphony musicians and musicians that are practicing eight hours a day. And yes, they're getting injured in ways that church musicians aren't. We don't have a stage. We don't have time to practice eight hours a day because we have to do so many things. 
But what I realized was that my body mapping made me so comfortable in my body and so comfortable and confident with my ability to make music that mm -hmm. then I could let the intention of my music and the awareness of my fellow musicians really take the spot that they need. So I'm not worried about, oh, I might make a mistake. No, I'm worried about what's the intention of this music. So if I play him on a Sunday versus when I play it for a funeral, it's going to feel and be perceived very differently. And that is all because of my body mapping practice. And that's why I wrote the first book. It is more specific to the context of music ministry. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. No, that's, it's good to hear, you know, especially about the, you know, the special connection that you have with your church and everything. So you've been there for, for 15 years then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's great. So another question about your church, your church recently just purchased gather fourth edition. Uh, it's, so I just want to ask, you know, obviously we're, we're incredibly happy that <laughs> you purchased gather Four. we hope you guys are, you know, enjoying it. Um, everything inside there. So I guess what made your parish decide on gather Four, and, uh, what are your, you know, your first impressions of it so far? Well, I have to tell you a funny story because yeah. I threatened to do a, a um, <laughs> Facebook live video of this when I gave the, the C instrument addition to my flautist. Yeah, she smelled it, and she just for five minutes was, "Oh, it smells so good! I love a new book." Oh yeah, so they smell really good, but that's <laughs> not why we bought it or love it. Um, so <laughs> we we are um unique, I think, in that our parish has two hardbound hymnals in our okay. pews, and it yeah. just evolved that way. We have in our pew now gather comprehensive two. Mm -hmm. And then when the mass changed, you know, in 2011, we purchased a hymnal from a different publisher, which mm -hmm. is also in our pew. And that expanded our repertoire. But our choir kept singing the beautiful anthems that were coming from GIA and also WLP. Mm -hmm. And we had so many of those things in our repertoire. And there was so much music in Gather Comprehensive 2 that we just wouldn't sing anymore. And I just said, you know, it's time for a new hymnal. And it was a no brainer. I mean, for us, it was the only choice. And I think the transition is going to be so seamless because our choir already knows so much of that beautiful music. And it's right. been frustrating that we couldn't teach it to our assembly because we don't project words. We don't do, um, you know, like inserts for, we mm -hmm. don't do worship aids. So you know, to be able to have that new repertoire now to share with our parish. I'm so excited about it. And the hymnals hit the pews the first Sunday of Lent. So, okay. but it's been a really easy prep because my choir already knows everything I want to introduce to the parish. And I think the parish is going to pick it up. And I am really excited to have the tools that I need with the, all the different accompaniment versions and, you know, the piano accompaniment with the vocal score on top, you know, the full... Right all the tools back in my hands and, and I'm super excited. Yeah. They certainly have a, an addition, I guess, you know, for, for any, any type of musician there, uh, super glad it's going to be, you know, an easy transition for your parish too. 
I know, uh, again, that Kate and Victoria, Michael Sohavy are all, <laughs> you know, super, super glad that uh, that you decided to take on Gather For. And I'm still laughing about the the new book smell. Who needs the new, the new car smell when you got the new book smell, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Association for Body Mapping Education? Yes, we are an international nonprofit organization. We have members in Australia. We have members in South Africa, all through Europe and United States, Canada, South America. Our mission is to license people to teach the information and the six hour course, what every musician needs to know about the body. It's not a certification, but once you have achieved that training, right. then you get a license, which allows you to use the name and our images. Okay. So we really license yeah. the use of our images and we are a growing organization. And I just took on the role, part-time role as interim executive director of that mm -hmm. organization. So we now have paid staff who can do the work of the organization and help the organization grow because it was just more work than a volunteer could manage. And yeah. so it's just part of part of our growth. So I'm really looking forward to um, just getting some organization of our committees going and, and, and a plan to put forth the vision and, and to keep us growing and moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have a website, correct? Yes, bodymap.org. Yeah. Okay, bodymap.org. Absolutely. Wanted to make sure and give that a shout. Thank you. All right, of course. Uh, so we'll give uh, two kind of casual kind of questions and then we'll, we'll we'll get you on your way. I I could honestly I could pick your brain for a very long time about the, <laughs> you know, the whole science side behind body mapping and everything. So we'll have to, you know, <laughs> get Anytime, a time. If yeah. you want part 2, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> absolutely. No, that'll be great. So the uh, first casual question I got for you, uh, question I just like to have, like to ask when I have, you know, uh, musicians on, on the show. So who are some popular kind of mainstream music artists that you enjoy listening to while you're not working, maybe when you're in the car or, you know, doing some stuff around the house? So in the car, I'm a podcast and book kind of person. Ah, very good. I don't listen to a lot of music casually i'm pretty intentional about the music i listen to mm -hmm. i suppose if i'm working on a jigsaw puzzle or i just need some background music the beatles is going to be beatles, okay yeah but i have so many colleagues that play out you know in different bands and in different venues and so i'll you know i'll make a plan to go and, and listen to them and they're anything from bluegrass to country to pop rock yeah and you know the cleveland orchestra if i'm going to listen to music i'm going to go hear a concert or i'm going to go see the broadway series and you know i love show music so yeah. so i i'm not a very casual listener to music and it's probably because it's my job and, yeah right but i i'm a very intentional listener. yeah and you and you like a little bit of everything too yes, so, so absolutely. yeah it's more about yeah. the connection i have with the performer or the performance or the people I'm with, then mm -hmm. just, you know, oh, I, I want some music on. Yeah. I like you. You mentioned the Beatles there, of course, you know, Beatles classic. Everyone likes the Beatles. A real quick, funny story about that. Uh, I have a, a son. He's 17 months old now. When he was a newborn, the only song that would calm him down was Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. It was like the, <laughs> like the only thing. And it was it was like scary, like he'd be, you know, freaking out. 
put that song on boom quiet like don't know what it is but uh you know so i obviously enjoyed the beatles growing up but have even more of a soft <laughs> soft right. spot in my I heart think, for the beatles <laughs> yeah my um my late husband he was a beatles maniac and so i think maybe listening to the beatles keeps him close to me oh, too. definitely definitely <laughs> So um, next question is what are some hobbies, you know, how do you like to spend your free time? I know obviously you're busy, but uh, you know, whenever some free time does pop up. Well, I'm very involved in community theater. So I'm on the board of our local community theater and, and I, that's a lot of my wintertime fun is at the theater. And I also, I'm a knitter. So I like oh, okay. complicated knitting patterns. I don't like, boring knitting patterns. I want to be following a chart or something that's going to keep me engaged. And in the summer, I love outdoors and I live in a beautiful area. So I hike and I bike and I kayak and I live in a really sweet kind of downtown area. So I just love to to walk in my neighborhood and stop in and say hi to all the shop owners. Yeah, and right. you know, they're my neighbors and I really like to promote and support our local businesses. So that's, awesome. That's no, where that, you can find me. Yeah, that's great. I got to ask a question on the knitting. Do you like to knit like blankets or sweaters or I like wearable wearable art. stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. No, I knit my clothes. Nothing, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. No, that's a good, a good hobby to have for sure. So last one, we'll wrap up on this question again. Thank you so much for for taking some time to to join with us today. I know, uh, you know, our listeners are going to really like like what you had to say about body mapping. I hope that gets, you know, more people interested in the in the subject as well. So apologies. It's kind of a broad question, but kind of just a way to bring us full circle, wrap us up. What's next for Bridget Jankowski? So I'm looking forward to continuing to help grow the Association for Body Mapping Education, and we're working on our conference, which is coming up in June at the University of North Carolina in Charlotte. And you can, if you're interested, it's a great way to just meet some people. It's a very, very small conference, maybe a okay. hundred people, but that's yeah, a good uh, thing. Though. It's yeah, a good it. introduction to the information and a good way to meet people if anybody out there is interested. Um, but I'm also working on a project called Coral Mapping. I started it during the pandemic and I actually have a website, coralmapping.com. And it started as an online curriculum for coral teachers when they were didn't know what to do during the pandemic. They needed to teach choir, but they couldn't sing. Yeah. So I created a body mapping program that they could teach with online videos so that they could teach some body mapping explorations to their choirs and still work on singing without singing and it's evolving now that people are back singing and so I'm just still working on a way to make that user-friendly in the classroom it's probably going to end up being a book I'm always looking for choral teachers in the classroom since I'm not in the classroom I, I always I actually have a study going now but if there's any choral teachers out there that are interested in trying this curriculum on and giving me feedback so we can really make it usable for people. Let me know. But that's my next project, Coral Mapping. Awesome. And that's coralmapping.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Again, yeah, go check that out. It's cool because Bridget is kind of one of our artists that kind of you know, we, of course, have both a sacred music division and a music ed division here at GIA. And you're kind of one of the the artist that, you know, is in both, you know, kind of a hybrid. So uh, uh, that's cool to see how those, you know, those two kind of worlds uh, intersect. Right. And, and you don't have to be in a choral classroom, although those are, seem to be the 
people that are really asking for this information, but right. it, in your church choir, I mean, it works, it works the same and it's almost easier because you're not held to a strict curriculum. So definitely. Okay. Boom. We are done. Well, thank you again, Bridget. Thanks, this has Tony. been so great. And uh, I'll be back in touch, but you have yourself a great weekend. Perfect. You know All where right. to find me. Thank you. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Okay, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Bridget Jankowski. As a treat for all Encore listeners, we will offer 10% off Bridget's new book, What Every Musician Needs to Know About the Body, the revised edition. You can search that on our website by its title or by its product number. That product number is G10701. Use the code ENCORE10 at checkout. That's E-N-C-O-R-E and the number 10. But make sure you hurry. The promo code will only be good through March 10th. Thank you for tuning into episode 27 of Encore. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. As always, stay tuned to soundboard.giamusic.com for updates on our next episode and as well as our social media channels. Until next time, take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.